Hey guys, quickly before we start this episode, spoiler warning for anything we might talk about, including Ruby and Percy Jackson. If you want to interact with any of the guests or hosts on the podcast, you can join us on the Emerald Library Discord server. The link will be in the description below. Okay, and welcome to the Emerald Library Podcast. I'm your host, Silver, and joining me is my host, Bailey, and our special guest, Canadian Admiral. Canadian, if you want to take it away and introduce yourself. Uh, pen name is Canadian Admiral. I've only been on the server, or the Discord, for a little while, but from the limited interactions I've had, I've enjoyed it greatly. I've been writing for... Ooh, started in 2018, so about four years now. Mm-hmm. And that's really all I have. <laughs> it's not bad, though. We got plenty of questions to ask you, and, uh plenty of answers uh that we're waiting for so uh let's see well you already answered one of the questions which is when did you start writing so i guess all right uh, i'll yeah you want to take it one out um so what's your favorite fandom Ooh. um so i like to get the hard ones out of the way first yeah I like the Ruby fan, well, the Ruby like fan fiction kind of uh, fandom because there's a lot you can do with it simply due to the fact that like there's not a whole lot of explanations within the main show and that's mm-hmm. what people watch the most. So you can take that and interpret it in so many different ways and right. because there's that lack of connecting tissue it really makes for great crossovers, which is where I got my start. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what fandom did you start with? Was it the Ruby fandom? Like that I started reading first? Or... Yeah. Um, I think I started, you no know, with uh, Percy Jackson first, mm. and I read most of the, uh, like, the most popular ones, and... Mm-hmm. After that, I just kind of, it felt stale because, like, the prime of that uh, error kind of already reached it, and I had gone through that, so I kind of looked for new things, and there's just a lot more that Ruby can do just because it's still kind of growing and such, (laughs) yeah. Love yeah. is why a lot of people love the Harry Potter franchise as well for fan fiction because whilst there is a good solid base layer there's so much that's left unexplored that people can still explore yeah I find that like the greatest part about fan fiction is taking things uh, from a story that have maybe not gotten the attention that you have wanted to see and put your own spin on it and try and expand that uh, universe into what you would think it would be. Right. That's, that's, and with Ruby, that's a great one because we don't really get to see a lot of the outside world where yeah, we're sadly, so but... narrowed in. So, uh, yeah. Which kind of sucks. There's just so much possibility, and like you it said, it is so interesting. But there's just nothing is. there. And with the new season coming, the new volume, we're gonna get <laughs> even more craziness. 
which I hope eventually. they eventually, yeah, eventually, which I hope <laughs> they explore more because you have this Alice in Wonder uh, Wonderland type uh, volume with this land. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, especially with fanfic writers and authors. Like, there's so much stuff they can do now. So, um, so yeah. speaking of that, you said that with the Percy Jackson kind of reaching its peak already and Ruby kind of just getting kind of in the peak right now, do you think that the Percy Jackson show will increase the fan fiction? Like, do you think there'll be another resurgence or how do you think new media affects fan fiction? Uh, well, with the show coming out, I think that will motivate a lot of writers who used to write Percy Jackson and like kind of step back or focused on other things. Assuming the show's good, I really hope it is. Mm-hmm. But assume, assuming it's good, it might kind of like reignite that passion for writing Percy Jackson. And... Well, I think it's going to be kind of one of those twofold things where it's going to be people are going to go back to it and there's the high probability of a lot of people who read the books when they were in middle school, high school, who are now even potentially like middle school, high school teachers who are now going to be like, Hey, there's this new show out. Here's the books. Like, I think a lot of people and parents will look into it if they give a shit about their kids Mm, and like look into the series and go, Hey, there's books. Maybe I can get my kid to read. So we'll get a whole new batch of younger readers into it or maybe it's just going to throw it back on people's radars like as you're saying like i think i think the show even if it's not as good as we're hoping it will be will throw will throw a bone to the fan fiction community of making it popular again what not that uh, it ever wasn't yeah even if it's even if it's like half or a quarter as good as the books, that still leaps and bounds ahead of the movies. So, <laughs> oh I'd yeah, still be happy. So true. The bar is so low for this show to be considered better good. than the previous adaption. Like they, they'd have to film it on it and then forget to upload like fully and it just be a 30 minute black screen and i'd still <laughs> say it's better than the movies ironically i think that was actually how i first got into the franchise like initially mm-hmm. i got percy jackson and the lightning thief on dvd for easter and i had no clue what it was <laughs> i watched and having no context i was like okay it's kind of weird but it's all right and i completely forgot about it then maybe like two or three years later, I was just like, oh, hey, look, a fun book series about Greek gods. I really like that. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, something seems oddly familiar about all this. That's So I watched the Aragon movie before I read the book. Oof. And if you've ever watched the Aragon movie or read and read the book, like not even in the correct order, which is read the book, watch the movie, you will know that the movie is entirely different than the book. And about the <laughs> only thing that's the same is the dragon is blue and the main character's name is Aragon. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> 
that was uh that was similar to how I got into Harry Potter. I watched the movies first, then up until the fifth one, Order of the Phoenix, I stopped watching the movies, went back to the books, skipped uh Half Blood or uh, Deathly Hallows Part One, and then just watched Part Two, and that was it. <laughs> Well, to be fair, that's all you need, really. Yeah, but I I skipped the first part. Did not sound interesting to me at all. Um, all I knew was they uh they went camping to and that's really yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they get they go camping and then, uh, Dobby shows up, and that's it. That's all I remember. For like movie adaptations of books. It is so surprising that all of the Harry Potter ones are at the very least pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean they're not Lord of the Rings good oh, movie yeah. adaptations, but like they're up yeah, there yeah. with. They're I think actually movies. I think if we're gonna rank, if we're gonna rank like movie book to movie adaptations, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter are one and two. Yeah, like. For sure. And then, when you get all the way down to infinity, on the mm. bottom of the list, there's Aragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still salty about it. Yeah. <laughs> and right above it is the Hobbit trilogy. I, can, uh, I can't I, sit through them. I, I don't think it's a great uh, movie series, but I don't think it's as bad as people say. And one of the takes that I heard that actually kind of makes it a bit more bearable is that like the book is like what actually happened and Mm. then the movies are like bilbo retelling it he keeps kind of conflating it making it a bit more entertaining and that doesn't make it any better but it makes it more watchable i guess yeah i um Crud, I forget. Yeah, that, that's... I can't sit through The Hobbits and with Lord of the Rings. I just... You're asking me to sit there and watch uh, Walk-In for a couple hours. Okay. I will say that the movies are so much more palatable than the books. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch 20 minutes of Walk-In with, with small bits of dialogue than read 20 chapters of walking small bits of dialogue and getting intricately they described rocks. <laughs> Don't forget how Bilbo gets knocked out for the basically the majority of the final battle. Oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Can you, like, if you've actually looked into the story of what The Hobbit is, is it was a bedtime story for his kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, trust like, me, I would have fallen asleep too. Well, no. So the reason that the Hobbit doesn't have an epic final battle and why Bilbo got knocked out is because he wasn't going to describe a gory battle to his second <laughs> Like, shame. Shame. It is a shame, but. What is it called? Um... Yeah, it's like, yeah, and they kept walking and walking and walking. They passed Rock or two, then walked again. It's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I think I'll just go to sleep on my own, Dad. Thank you, thanks for telling the story. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a deal with someone one time that they're like, "I'll play Resident Evil if you watch the the Lord of the Rings movies with me," and I was like, uh, "If you 
beat Resident Evil, I'll watch the first Lord of the Rings with you. I think that's an equal trade. <laughs> um, never happened. I was like, thank God. Uh, they're great movies. They really are, but I just can't sit through them. And I'll, I'll skip to the end to the final battle. So let's get back mm. on topic. Yeah. Because as much fun as this has been, I think we could go on for an hour oh, and a forever. half about bad movie adaptations. <laughs> um, so is it safe to say your favorite fandom to read right now is Ruby? Yeah, mainly. There's just like, just because there's always stuff going on in it and it's still are there, kind of growing. Are there any other fandoms you read, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or some shit like that? Random other ones? Like, uh, What I find myself doing is kind of hopping from uh, kind of fandom to fandom. Like, if uh, there's not a lot happening in the Ruby or Percy Jackson even fandom for a while, mm. I'll just stop reading that for a couple of weeks and just start hopping to random ones. Like... Uh, I have a couple Dark Souls ones and uh, hmm. Danny Phantom and all that. Just random stuff that has some decent stories. Right. Um, yeah, I. That, that's something I find myself doing too. It's just you read so much of a fandom for so long and then you get through all the decent ones or ones that pull your interest and then it's like, okay, well, time to start hopping through just kind of pump the brakes a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I gotta stop myself from reading some of, uh, if I ever see a Percy Jackson one that just came out, I got, I, I just hold myself back. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna let it, let it, uh, grow a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't want to read two chapters and I'll never see an update again. Oh, yeah, that's wrong. We made that mistake together <laughs> because I recommended a fic to you on yeah. the Harry Potter had so much potential and yeah. it just it just hurts me sometimes you know like i i try I, to read only complete stories but like there's, there's just not I, enough i i think i d i dm'd that author and you did i told I, I told you to invite them yeah i think they're sort of like how our uh emerald library uh server has a account for uh, the server winners uh, when we do writing competitions and stuff. So right. I think I think that's what that account was because I never got a response back Ooh. for that story, um, which yeah. kind of sucks. You, but it's usually, like I'll have a core author. Like right mm -hmm. now, I have it for Ruby. It's Core Elrond. Mm -hmm. Always has just enjoyable stuff. So like I'll just kind of read it in bursts like i'll read everything that he has yeah up to that point and then just kind of occupy myself for the next couple of weeks yeah it's like okay i'll I, check back in in three weeks yeah i find i uh i do that with other fan with other fandoms i mean i'll do that with alpres 16 they'll upload they'll update like three of their fix and then i'll wait three weeks because I'm in a Harry Potter mood and then I'll go, hey, I want to read Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with greed stories. I'll, I'll be like, oh, he updated his uh, once a month. Okay. I'll wait uh, two more months and then I'll go read his story. 
um, but it, it, it's like you you read so much too. It's like the yeah. the downside of being a writer and reader is you just want to read more. Yeah, and you just can't once you you find that author you like too, and if they stop uh, updating or they they move on to a different story, it's so frustrating. It's like oh, I just want to grab him by the shoulder and be like, just finish this first, because I'll reread it twelve times in in a day if I have to. I always felt bad with uh, how I kind of uh, left two oh, of my stories. Yeah. Just, uh, Remnant like, and uh, <laughs> Shadow Beacon. Yeah, well, well like, Shadow. It, it's the best part. Like Darkening Ocean, well, Remnants of the Sea was great because the way you ended it, well, the way you just haven't gone back to it yet, has it, it's been nice because you at least have twenty six chapters. You have an entire, I guess we'll call it a book. You have a a book yeah. that you can read in the meantime. Yeah, so that's that's why I like made it its own separate story because mm. I've seen some that are just like they'll break up this massive like they'll just have the one massive story, yeah. but the chapters will be broken up into books. Yeah, which is great if you actually finish it, but it, it uh, feels like a drag because you're like, oh, there's ninety chapters and I'm on book two, which is chapter let's say twenty five. It kind of yeah. just like it kind of puts you off. Um, yeah, but I do have intentions of going back and finishing it. But yeah, uh, it takes time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because that I love. I I think the last chapter uh, is the you you left off with them talking about a blacksmith. And uh, yes. I was like, oh, okay, well, who is it? Who's it going to be? And then you just, that was it. And I was like, uh, time, to, uh, time to DM this author and invite them so we can bully <laughs> them to update. This whole uh, operation has just been yeah. <laughs> to bully um, me into making new ones. Yeah, that's the whole point what of what I use silver for. <laughs> <laughs> The one we got Bailey goes. Oh, there's this one PGO Avatar fic. Uh, you you want to read it and then just uh, DM the author. <laughs> invite them. I don't even know if they're on the server, but invite them anyway. Oh no, I knew they were on the server. Yeah. I just wanted you to remind them they were. <laughs> no response from them. Ever. I know. So, I, I think they uh, hung up the ra- put the code on the rack. <laughs> Um, here in name only yeah <laughs> um what is it called but yeah it's like the cliffhangers stuff like that it, at the end of the day it's like it, the the authors that will like write five chapters and then go uh yeah I don't feel like doing this and then they'll, they'll post a chapter saying that they just don't feel like doing it even more soul crushing. Oh yeah. No, I'm like, no, the most soul crushing is 15 chapters in. They just hit a pivotal moment in oh, the story. Yeah. You wait three months for an update. You're constantly checking. You've reread mm. it four times in the interim, and you're like, I can't wait for the next chapter. You look at your email and you see 
update from this story. You go there. This story has been abandoned. Thanks, guys, for all the reads and the reviews. I just can't continue anymore. Oh, it's soul crushing. Like there was this uh, one uh, that I read where the author gave us his this whole story about why he couldn't continue, and I was just like, my heart goes out to you. But but <laughs> I I don't care. I don't care if you need to take care of your kids. I want the story. <laughs> I want the story to be done. At least finish it, or at least put it up for adoption. Yeah. Like there's one uh, story that I'm reading right now. It's called Despair's Remnant. It's a uh, crossover between Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Ruby. Mm. And it oh, is. Oh, that's like, brutal. Oh yeah, it is. And it is magnificently done. But the per but the author only posts like once every five months. Oh, no. like, I had I followed a story years ago, and the author would only would update once a week, slowed to once a month, once every two months, once every three months, once every four months, mm-hmm. and slowly to the point where it was once a year, and I was like. I would look at it and I go, "Hey, yeah, no, that that updated like almost a year ago. We should be due for an update." It's been two years <laughs> since the last update. We're due for an update. Because <laughs> um, like, I was like, "Yeah, they only update once a year," and then because it used to be like an every Sunday thing, mm-hmm. and I had I followed another author that was religiously once a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't miss for near like twenty five chapters. So 25 weeks. And I was like, damn, they, they've got it going. And then they literally fell off the face of the earth. I sent them a DM and I was like, hey, like, you good? Like, <laughs> there's been nothing from your profile. Like, sometimes authors will just be dicks and not even announce that the story is being abandoned, Done, yeah. which also hurts. Yeah, I th- I think that if you do abandon something, you owe it to the people who actually read it to say like, "Hey, I'm not continuing this." Sadly. Yeah, just so you're not leading people on, even if you like, you know, you're not going back. Yeah, put it in the put in the description of the story to something. Um, but uh, does that like? Do you ever read a story and that happens like a new let's say? You're reading uh, a Ruby fic, and you see a story that has has been abandoned. Do you ever go, I'm going to try my hand at that? Uh, I think there's a lot of things that I see that, and I would love to do it. Mm -hmm. But, like, the one that inspired me, I know that I wouldn't be able to... Get to that level. Either get to that level and... uh, what they write is kind of just feels so much more natural than what mm-hmm. I would be able to do. Right. So I, and I don't want to just copy theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Um, I'm sure a lot of authors feel that way, especially in like Percy Jackson, where it was like, that's how I got into you, this server. It's like, I read little DB's fix and then I went, I want to do something like that, but I can't. And also with like stuff like Percy Jackson, it's the third largest on uh, FF for yeah. books on fan fiction, and it's been out for so long that like, what can you do with that story that's going to be new? 
Do what me and Silver did. Write a western. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> write something. Write a new entire genre. <laughs> so I'm just looking at my discussion questions. Oh, yeah, we can yes, text on this. Yes. Yes, I am actually Canadian, born and raised in Saskatchewan. <laughs> there is nothing to do here, it is just flatlands. Um Yeah, I I guess that, that can also go like what uh is that something too like do you ever when you write a story, do you write have you ever thought to base anything in Canada or take anything from Canada? Um, ooh. I haven't, like, had the inspiration to, like, oh, I'm going to write this, like, it's in this part of my hometown, just because, like, the subject matter is so right. much different. But, like, I think those are very fascinating. It's just that I'm never able to apply, well, like, my surroundings mm. to my stories. Yeah. I think, like... I've never been to Canada. Um, the people that I know who have, they've told me it's very snowy um, in certain for parts. For the majority of the year. Yeah, so I guess, like, the for me, like, personally, when I hear, like, oh, Ruby, uh, I'm going to write a Ruby fic, and I'm going to be taking themes from, like, Canada. I'm going to describe landscapes from there. Well, the only place I can see that being applied is Atlas. Because they're in the mountains area, it's gonna be colder. Yeah. So, but yeah, because I I notice a lot of people will write in, they'll write like stories set in the U.S. for Percy Jackson, and it's, it's like or New York, and they don't live in New York, so it's it's harder for authors to describe a place they don't know. So, yeah. Um. But well, anyway. I think it's also really funny when mm. very obviously foreign writers try to write America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite comical. Like, granted, they're not doing like, oh, and everyone's driving around with big lifted trucks wielding shotguns. It's like, at least you're they're not that bad. But <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like... And then Percy hopped on a bus and rode from here to here. And I'm like, public transport doesn't work like that, bud. Yeah. (laughs) I wish. I'd be able to take a bus anywhere. Just a (laughs) taxi bus. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, Yeah, like, I, I, there's always that. um, But, like, does that ever, like,. Like what? What made you decide to go into writing? Was it like you saw one of those fics? You saw if they can just go, I'm gonna write it. So when I started writing, it was like I had just binge watched all of uh, from volume one to four, mm-hmm. and it was like right near the start of volume five. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of in one of the phases. I was like really into it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I had really only read Percy Jackson fix up to that point. Right. And I was like, oh, like, I like these two things, so let's see if there's any crossover ones. Mm-hmm. And there's only, like, maybe two dozen at the time. Yeah. So I thought, like, well, I can either just be happy with the lackluster uh, 
options available, or I can try my hand at my own right. At yeah. Combining it myself and uh, led into like my first story because immediately I thought like, okay, so if I'm going to write them together, I have to have a fairly reasonable way to connect them. Mm-hmm. And that's where I thought like, oh, well, we know there's Salem and Ozpin, and we know there's the two gods, which uh, at the time we didn't even know if they actually existed. Or... Yeah, we knew they were a thing. Yeah. So I thought, like, why not make it so that Ospin and Salem were gods from, like, our reality that got mm-hmm. banished or something? Yeah, and I I think that was... The the times you brought up the, the god part for both of them was very funny. Like, when uh, we have Percy meets Ospin in the tower that one time and makes a Wizard of Oz joke. Yeah. That was that that cracked me up. I remember reading that and just going like, "Oh man, that's that's good. That's a good one." Like, I didn't think about that. That's that's a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Were were you like chuckling yourself when you were writing that? Like, I just thought it was a stupid joke that I hadn't <laughs> seen anybody use before. Yeah, because like other there's in that that like, there's only so many good Percy Jackson Ruby crossover fix and yeah it's only so many good Percy Jackson crossover fix let's not (laughs) limit this good point good point yeah like and I'm not sucking up right now this isn't me sucking up to anyone but you most of the writers most of the writers of the Percy Jack good Percy Jackson crossovers are here yeah yeah (laughs) like for Ruby it's you and beats you two hold the title of the best fix on that category. Doesn't Greed have one? Oh, and Greed, yeah. So the big three. You guys are the big three of that. Um, Congratulations, you just got lumped up with the big man himself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Beats, if you're listening to this, this isn't me sucking up. Um, I legitimately do like the story. Um, But it's like, that's another, like, all three of you guys write completely different stories. So it's like... That's that's the beauty of fan fiction is you give, and you see it here with our writing contest, you give six different fan fiction authors the same prompt, same fandom, and you're going to get six different fics every time. I love it. I love it here. That's why, like, like, reading the stories super super entertaining super pleasing to read i can't really can't really say anything bad because i'm just i'll read it and i'm like this is good this is perfect this is exactly what i want at the moment exactly what i want to read yeah like i i think that for a good crossover fic you have to actually connect them mm -hmm. like i've seen so many where it's just like oh yeah they're a person in the world Mm-hmm. Well, why? Yeah, or you see, they just oh, he uh, he gets teleported by another god. Admittedly, my mm-hmm. first story was kind of like that, but mm-hmm. uh... it's like without a reason, without like there being some give, something being yeah. taken away. It's like that's why I like beat story because he's given up something 
to get something. It's not like, oh, yeah, Percy's going to uh, Remnant because uh, Zeus says it needs help. Yeah. Okay, well, that... There are some good ones like yeah, that. Yeah, there definitely is, but there's most of the time it's like, okay, well... It's not. Why? Yeah. Why Why is... What's the connection between this world and... This? You have to work so much harder with mm-hmm. that kind of premise than yeah. if you just made up, made your own connecting Shit. tissue. Yeah. So like, you, you did it great. You did it where, oh, portals are opening up. Salem is attacking this world as well. Okay, right. that makes makes sense because you wrote how they were gods from this world that got banished. It makes sense. Now it all yeah. connects and the fact that Percy they the gods can't uh from this world they can't just open up the portals themselves either. They they had to wait and I like yeah. how you wrote that. You wrote that as soon as Percy gets through He's still in his. He's still angry. He's still rageful. He can't really. Uh, he's not just like back to his normal self, or just yeah. like, oh well, time to do my usual protagonist like, stuff. He he runs into the forest, and then it's like, I think I might have made a mistake now. Yeah. Like some time, some moments passed. Um. So that that was. It's like reading that was great. Reading the way you wrote Percy was amazing because it felt natural. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and it's like they, there's just so many parts in it where I'm like, okay, this is what I imagine. Um, I remember when I first, like, when I finished the first book, I guess, um, I got a lot of uh, private messages like mm-hmm. saying that. People had completely forgotten that uh, the portals are still opening up in the real world. world. Yeah, and that's how they how I bring in Nico and uh, the others, Jason yeah. and all of them, because like throughout the a good portion of it is like okay, so I can't just have Percy here. Mm-hmm. There has to be more. Yeah, and we even so you even wrote it in the first book like his he he even feels that way like near the end he's. Like, concerned, like, what do the others think about me? Yeah. And that was another thing I liked, was a lot of the crossovers with Percy uh, Jackson, a lot of times people write Percy, he just has no care about the other, all of his other friends and family. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he would get homesick. Uh, as, or, like, at the very least, wonder what the others would, say, like, think yeah. or do. Cause like, like I mean, that's the best. That's the best ones is where Percy actually thinks outside of himself. Yeah, yeah. Because like there, there are some moments in books, especially Percy Jackson Harry Potter ones, um, where God. yeah, you know what I'm talking about, where Percy just goes to Hogwarts, no issues, and then end Comes of the book, back and, yeah, had yeah. a good summer. Yeah, had a good summer. Met some wizards. Like no, that's not that's not how someone reasonably would be. They would be homesick. They would miss their friends and family. Especially like that would be the second time of being dropped yeah. into this world. Um, Last time like we didn't have his memories. Yeah. This time well, it's pretty much the same thing. Hell, actually, no. That that would have been the third time. The first time would be the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Second time is the Romans, and now he's yeah. at Hogwarts. 
Yeah, for it's just like I will maintain this fact. Mm. Little DB is the only one who has ever written a good Percy Jackson Harry Potter crossover. Yeah. I will die on this hill. There there are some authors that are have definitely written some good ones. Um there's one on the server who has written one where Percy is in the past with the Marauders error and that has turned out well. Um, I just think the problem with Percy mm-hmm. Jackson time travel fix is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it doesn't work well. Percy Jackson as a character does not work well in time travel. Mm-hmm. Now granted, if you use it for comedic effect, AKA um, Sapphire flame where Percy oh, yeah. maintains his, Maintain, yeah, you know it. Like yeah, Percy I mean, maintains his entire personality and doesn't change. It's like just Google he, it, Azula. What the hell are you talking about? What yeah, his Google. It's like yeah, like that. That's done for comedic effect, but like it's yeah. done well in that case. But I think that's just because Silas and the previous author just mm. knew what they were doing in that aspect. Yeah, yeah that's. What, I think uh, that came. Person did that comes down to author being good enough to recognize put it, Percy yeah. to recognize that Percy would be like this. Yeah. He grew um, up in the 20th, 21st century. Like they, they, they were still figuring be, out, uh, how to use like electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So, like um, they, they use steam mostly. He's, they're still and, fighting with like medieval weapons. Like, Exactly. Like <laughs> Percy is like, yeah, this is completely foreign to me. Why don't you just use guns? <laughs> like, I would like to see. Like, I really so... wish they continued him. They continue. Uh, Silas continued because I would love to see Percy in Legend of Korra time. Like, it would be closer to his uh, type of technology with like um, cars I... and stuff. I can't recall the name of the series specifically but the author mm. i think was athena's pride 95 mm. and she did one where kind of percy rebelled against the gods mm. and uh, there's this they're doing this whole fight scene with percy's forces at uh, camp jupiter mm. and uh, they're not doing too well like percy's right. forces are getting pretty savaged <laughs> and then like the Romans see, oh, they're pulling back and they're, they have their bow and arrows, but they're out of range. And then right. just one of the head heads of the Roman soldiers explodes because all of these archers are wielding sniper rifles. <laughs> what? Well, like it's taking place in modern day. Yeah. And like, okay. Gods we are affected by both. <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing was it was shown in, um, the heroes of Olympus that they could modify modern weapons into demigod weapons into demigod weapons. And so my whole thing is, do you know how much easier the battle of Manhattan would have been (laughs) with some 50 cals? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's a lot of celestial bonds, but, uh, but like, seriously, but like, like, there's, I, I specifically remember one line. I think it was, uh, um, Oh, I think it was Jason who was uh, 
remembering what Annabeth's dad does is like, this looks like the Battle of Verdun. We yeah. are all huddled behind cover while snipers are taking pot shots at us. Yeah, we even see. Yeah, it's true. We do see Annabeth's dad does melt down. Yeah, some he of the... melted down all of the celestial bronze Annabeth left at the house, and then uses it to save Percy yeah. in the game. Like, I, I also ass. imagine like he probably there probably wasn't a lot of celestial bronze at the house since yeah. Annabeth hasn't been there for a while. Uh, I always thought that he just like capped, just like mm-hmm. capped the bullets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is, it would just be like brass. It would just mm-hmm. be like brass jacketed hollow points or some shit. Like you just need to like coat them. Like it's never been said that they needed to be like full, explicitly solid. F- solid. Yeah, celestial bronze. Like it just needs to be celestial Lushy bronze. Ones. Yeah, like you could just like if you could, you could uh, probably you could just up. plate it. Yeah, and we even see yeah. in the Battle of Manhattan, there's the one centaur, uh, the pony party pony who has the paint shotgun, the paintball <laughs> shotgun filled with celestial. That was filled dust. with celestial bronze dust. Like, yeah, exactly. why weren't they? Like, why weren't they using that? <laughs> I always thought that was like such a weird scene. Like, yeah, everything's just mid- medieval or ancient Greek style, and then there's just the one centaur <laughs> charging around with a shotgun <laughs> and somehow doing well. And well, then we even see Sally with the shotgun, who's able to knock a, a Cyclops off onto his feet. Because, but like, like even that aspect of it, like yeah. you've got you've got um, the ability to push monsters back with mortal weapons. It mm-hmm. won't do any damage. But do you know how great it would be to just, like, be, all right, well, if we can't hurt them with the 50 cal, we can herd them with the 50 cal. Yeah. You put a couple like, paintball grenades filled with uh, the like, Honestly, dust? could you imagine celestial bronze grenades during the Battle of Manhattan? Oh, yeah, that would have been an easy win. Michael, you would actually be with us still. Yeah, yeah there would because have been... they bunched up together like just a mortar team with celestial bronze mortars. <laughs> like, boom. The only explanation I have seen that actually makes sense is that the gods purposefully like destroy any ideas of that because if the demigods had that power, then yeah, they can do some damage to the gods. They wouldn't. They wouldn't take any shit from the gods. <laughs> yes, but then it's dis- it's it's very clearly stated that they have a Benelli M4 modified to shoot <laughs> celestial bronze slugs in Heroes of Olympus. Like uh, this, wait, Benelli oh, yeah. M4s are standard issue to the United States <laughs> Marine Corps. For those of you who are not in the know, like this is not just some random twelve gauge that your uncle has. This well, maybe <laughs> maybe if your uncle's based, but yeah, <laughs> it but is. like. This is a semi-automatic combat shotgun. Like, there's no ifs, ands, ors, or buts. This is for killing people, killing fuckers. <laughs> Though it is, I do want to know how they got the the Vanelli M4. It's not that know. hard if you're 18. Yeah, good point. They're in the states. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I Chiron actually, actually has his FF has actually <laughs> yeah. has an FFL license. Yeah, he's certified. <laughs> Uh, I was reading the crossover fic with Ruby and Percy Jackson where mm. um, Percy's just in their world because plot. Right. And uh, like 
one thing that I that's like the plot brought up that I don't think I've ever seen replicated was that like Percy is defending this town and he expects them like them all to be wiped out because he has too few too few people and so little ammunition but mm-hmm. he is able to wipe the floor with the um whoever was fighting him because he is from a place where war has been perfected over thousands of years and it is still happening today meanwhile the last war that was in ruby was with pretty old weaponry right like 70 80 years ago mm-hmm. so like tactics are so outdated for- yeah like modern if you had modern small unit tactics you will dominate any like almost any war yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking of a uh anime <laughs> that was basically the whole plot it's called a uh, gate and oh that's so terrible <laughs> it's so bad it's such a bad show but the whole plot of it is uh some rent uh a gate an interdimensional gate opens up oh this one you were talking about this yeah in japan and then the modern japanese forces send in like a group and fight it back it's so dumb it's they like they they come flying in on helicopters at one point playing uh ride of the valkyries oh yeah and i'm just like (laughs) it's so bad and the and the guns that they use for the show so like that they drew up were really weird. They were like weird uh, FN FAL. They were weird like FAL style oh, rifles, yeah. but with like a wood stock that just didn't fit it. And like it, it just it FALs was, had wood stocks, by the way, but not not yeah. this type. It was like a weird red color stock that didn't match the gun at all. And then for some reason they have a bayonet, but not a bayonet point. Uh, like place to attach it. It's just wrapped with like rope. Weird. And I'm just like, what the heck is this show? But um, like, as stupid as that is, like, that's how that it would, would happen. That would happen. Like, <laughs> I don't care how many goblins you have. If you have somebody with a fifty cal, I read a fic where Harry Potter was pretty much a super spy. And he had like enchanted guns and like a shit ton of modern armaments. Mm-hmm. And he got sent back to this like magical, like super magical, like 1880 mm-hmm. time frame. And they had to clear this like cave of goblins. And him, and he pulls out an MP5 and he just <laughs> walks through. And it's like, brap, 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 brap. Crap! Because they're running, they're running. They they're using night vision spells, <laughs> so they were running nods with suppressed MP5s, clearing a goblin cave, and it's just like uh, this is, it's cheating. Uh, <laughs> no full auto in buildings. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's not full auto. What? This is full auto. <laughs> laser. Oh God! I laser, love that. Dude, that video. It's a classic. It's on all the Airsoft subreddits I'm on. It's always... They're great. It gets it gets posted, like, at least three times a day. At least. Well, it's such a great clip. It really is. It, it it's not Pilato. What? This is Pilato. <laughs> it's God, just a fear, straight fucking life. The fear in that guy's <laughs> yeah. voice. Okay. 
That was basically me when I went my first game ever of Airsoft. Uh, this guy shows up, big, huge truck or uh, van, and he's like, comes out, he, he comes out with a uh, an Airsoft uh, electric gun of a uh, M60, and he's like, oh, darn, it's broken, it's not working, and I'm like, oh, thank God, this thing's huge, and he goes, oh, it's a good thing I got my back up, and he pulls out a, a PKM, and I'm just like, oh, it's even worse, and he, I'm just seeing him dump, like, buckets of airsoft BBs into the magazine for this thing. And he, he spent like around a hundred dollars just on the airsoft BBs just to dump into the thing. And it held like 2000 BBs. And you just hear the thing in the distance. You're like, yeah, I don't know. He coming. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, the ref's like, yeah, you can't shoot at anyone unless they're at least a hundred feet away from you. And he's like, that's not going to be an issue. I got plenty. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. And then the uh, game we were doing was castle defense. No one could get past them. No, you just, I'm like, I'm just gonna Who sit here want and eat. To? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here and eat my protein bar. He, he got this. So, but it's uh, like, it's like mm-hmm. during um, the castle defense during um, the son of Neptune, and they're black. <laughs> People with the water cannons, and they're like, "Oh my god, how are we gonna get past the water cannons?" Lucy just starts laughing, yeah. like, shooting water, and he nipped. Like, not the smartest I choice. I don't on think. I don't think we're gonna have very many problems. I've always imagined that. Like, I read a uh, a rewrite of that book um, that had like a couple changes and every character changes. And well, Percy like was he laughed and then he gets up and he starts cracking his uh his knuckles and his neck. He just starts walking and they start blasting him with the water until someone recognizes it's Percy and they're just all years ah oh, shit and then just <laughs> the huge wave of water comes. <laughs> um, just lay down at that point. <laughs> yeah, they're just like yeah, white flag. <laughs> Um, actually, that brings up a question I've been meaning to ask for anyone. Uh, huh. What is the weirdest like per like power that you've seen, uh, in a Percy Jackson or any fic? Like, if that require that has like people with powers, hmm. um, you know, Ruby has the semblances. Uh, Percy Jackson demigods have some powers, so. Hmm, that's a hard one, actually. Because mm. uh, I read this one. I gotta find it. I gotta find the name of it. But it was a Percy Jackson fic from, like, years ago. And Percy started uh, condensing the water that he had with him into small balls that he can just fire off at high speeds, like, uh, with finger guns. Oh yeah, and I was like, okay, like that's... little water bullets. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, in its own right. I'm like, that that's cool and everything. Uh, don't see how that's physical, that's feasible, but it's still cool. Oh, um, that kind of reminded me, like the weirdest power I've mm. ever seen. Um, it was uh, given to Percy 
and uh, it was like one of those ones where Percy becomes a warrior of chaos right. or whatever. Yeah, and oh, he's fighting, and he's fighting whatever they're fighting, mm-hmm. and uh, like he has the power to just turn his entire body into water and move around like that. Oh. And it, and it was like supposed to be kind of like shadow traveling, mm-hmm. but he can also turn into mist and then just shadow travel. travel. Yeah, mist travel. Oh yeah, mist travel. That's yeah. actually like damn near canon at this point. Yeah, like that. That I'm like, okay, it's kind of strange, but all right. But just turning into water and moving around Runs, like that, like, like uh, he's playing uh, what was it, Splatoon, essentially. <laughs> uh, I like mistravel to me. I'm like, okay. Like I like when people put limitations on it, and he yeah. can only do it toward body of bodies of water, like yeah. a pond. Like or, he can't just mist travel to a puddle yeah. or places like, he's yeah. been. Yeah, that would be good. Like, um, I think in Little Dibby's fic, uh, TLA, he has to know the place really well to do it. Okay. So it's like, yeah, that that makes sense because it's like you can't just tr- mist travel. You can't just teleport to a place you've never been. You don't know what it looks like. You don't know. Hey, I I could accidentally teleport into a wall. Yeah. Well, like Percy's already so broken as is yeah. that, like, if you give oh him yeah, power, you s- if you give him power, if you, you stick Percy in mm-hmm. near any situation, it's kind of like adding Harry Potter to fix. Like, man has the power to kill yeah. anyone with two words. Oh, he doesn't like, have water. Well, he has a sword. He doesn't have water. Okay, he'll just draw it out of the air then. Yeah. Or oh, he oh. can just use your blood. I, I don't think he actually ever has done that in the books, but everybody's mm-hmm. kind of just assumed, like, yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of the Avatar problem of, mm-hmm. hey, why can't people, like, bend blood? Oh, shit, they can. And so per- everyone's like, Percy Jackson can control all types of liquid. Mm-hmm. Why including can't he... poison. Yeah, he's Including liquid him. poison. Like, why can't he control blood? Like makes sense to me like yeah. with that logic 100 percent. yeah of course you can control blood why the fuck not yeah i think with that it's just like uh, uncle rorden just doesn't want to go that dark i guess because it's still supposed to be a fun uh, children's thing but at this yeah but point... then he controls literally poison <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing is like Here, I here's think a little bit more teen to young adult it's more teen yeah. and i yeah. think that's that's the point he's missing is he needs to he needs to kind of create like a young adult version like the next step should have been like what's next like I've said it before I want the civil war from yeah. Percy Jackson talked about and I think Riordan's yeah. audience is old enough now that he can do that efficiently I was that's why I was kind of hoping that Heroes of Olympus was going to be like a bit darker and it was a little but yeah it just kind of played with it it didn't actually embrace anything yeah we only and, get glimpse um i read one that i think is probably my favorite percy jackson one it's called falling for you mm. and the concept was at the end of uh, mark of athena um percy saves annabeth from falling in the pit but he falls in by himself so he's mm. down in Tartarus by himself, and like it goes so much darker 
than what happens, and it works so well. Yeah. I think that's another thing, too. It's like the whole Tartarus thing. Many people forget that Nico was dragged through it through it by himself, and he's only, like, 14. <laughs> like, he's really young. So, um, yeah, no, no wonder he's all messed up. I think that's like one of the advantages for fan fiction writers is mm. Tartarus. Yeah. Because, especially if you're not a fan of canon pairings, like, if you're yeah. not a fan of Persebeth, Tartarus is the best way to break them up of... Annabeth kind of just adapts and overcomes, and Percy kind of just remains kind of stuck there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. or Annabeth is stuck there and can't kind of get out of it, and Percy kind of matures past it. Like, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it happened. I'm over it. Like, I'm not going to let you it gotta control, keep control my life. You got to keep going. Like, so I think that's one of the nice things of Tartarus. Like, I I did like there was one fic I saw. This was during my uh, one of my crack thick uh, searches, and I found a Percy Jackson high school DXD story, and I don't know why I clicked on it, but all I remember was that I heard someone I read the review and someone said it's actually good, and there's no he's like I've never been happier to see a non fan service anime story. And I was like, okay, and I gotta check this out now. Just and, intrigued at that point. Yeah. <laughs> non fan service in an anime story? Um, no, non fan service in an anime crossover story, story my yes. guy. So, Reddit, and their, their description of Tartarus was great because Percy and Animus break up because of Tartarus, because Percy wants to be out in the world while Annabeth wants to just stay in the safety of New Rome. Um, she's terrified at night and eventually she can't recover. She goes into severe depression and breaks off with Percy and okay. then just disappears for a couple months. Percy goes to Japan um, for the gods. They have, they're like, hey, there's some weird mystical or um, magical stuff going on. Can you check it out? He gets... It's revealed that Will uh, and, like, all the previous Apollo uh, medical cabin guys, I I guess, like, the head medic, has kept a record of Percy. So it's like, after any significant thing that he's done, it's taken a toll on him. So it's like, holding up the sky... Well, oh. it's not made for mortals to do it, so it took a toll on him. It made him. Uh, it didn't. It didn't infect him a, a whole lot, but it made him where he, he, his health wasn't the best. He was uh, a little bit uh, sicker. It permanently he, affected his yeah, immune or whatever. Yeah, affected his immune system and what uh, what he can uh, lift. While going through the labyrinth affected his mind the uh, and his heart because it showed him uh, it messes with the mind so it affects his mental. Tartarus affected his health. It made his heart not as strong. It made him a little bit weaker. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's that makes sense. I'm like, that's a cool concept. And a- after he gets resurrected, 
into a demon, he gets a clean bill of health. He's suddenly healthy again. And they that's a major concern and they keep with that for a couple chapters. I'm like, that makes sense because we even see him, he was close to death. He sees Tartarus for what it is. I imagine there's some mental and probably affects your heart because you're breathing in and drinking that fire water. Yeah. It's not it's not good for you. Not the good fire water. Or, yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not getting crunks. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that that makes sense. Yeah. I love when uh, stories can just take things that happened in canon and connect them that like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Like that makes a mm-hmm. whole lot of sense. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of fits for um Percy Jackson cuz there's so much stuff in it. All that... of it happening to Percy. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay, the Minotaur. Yeah, he's in the lab, like, or uh, not Minotaur. Uh, what's his name? The one that builds the labyrinth. Like we see, he, Daedalus. His, yeah. Oh yeah, Daedalus. <laughs> yeah, we see his Daedalus. Quest. Daedalus. Yeah, who cares? Um, we Six, see one his half dozen the other. <laughs> we see his quest to outlive his punishment. Well, he, yeah. now he's an automatronic, uh, or he's a robot. You know, it's not like his human body couldn't take it. So, and he's the greatest inventor of all time in mm-hmm. the universe. So, like, of course, it, the outlandish thing would be possible for that guy. Yeah, it's and like somehow taming a hellhound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I I want that story, Rick. Give us that. <laughs> how how does he meet her? How does he meet Miss Weary? How does he tame her? Because, give, give me my explanation. I don't want a Will and Nico story. I want a Mrs. O'Leary story. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess that, uh, that wraps up the Percy Jackson and my whole tangent of Tartarus. Um, <laughs> what is a fandom that you haven't written for, but you want to? Ooh, um, I remember you kind of posed like an after discussion after mm. podcast one. Yeah, I did like, a while I would, ago. I would really love to do a Bloodborne one, mm. but uh, Bloodborne is so hard to understand, let alone write for. Yeah. Because like you have cosmic entities. Mm. Uh, it's even like harder. Disease. <laughs> I've got the platinum. <laughs> I, kudos to you. I can never... I can't do that. That's too much. I I couldn't even beat. The, uh, I struggled with Elden Ring. I couldn't. Even, I couldn't imagine doing Bloodborne. Um, it took me, uh, I think, hundred and forty three hours to get my to get the first ending for mm-hmm. Elden Ring, and after that, I was just like, "All right, let's just get through it." And mm-hmm. um, I, I've never like been I good did... at those games. I don't think anybody is truly good at them. They just suffer longer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I I was never good at time in the dodges and all that stuff. It's, yeah. It's too much for me. Yeah. I sucked playing Fallen Order. Like, yeah. I'm not going to play Dark Souls. <laughs> I struggled through Fallen Order. I, like, I, I couldn't play Elden Ring or Dark Souls. I'll play through Fallen Order again because it's Star Wars and that that will keep me going. 
Because I go, ooh, lightsaber. Lightsaber cut. Ooh. Oh, an actual good Star Wars game <laughs> by EA, no less. <laughs> Not Star Wars Battlefront 2. Actually, it got it got better in the end. It yeah, it started out bad, but... Yeah. I remember when they yeah. announced it, I took off... I remember school. EA saying that they wouldn't that they that they were expecting Fallen Order to fail because yeah. nobody plays single player games anymore. And I'm like Have you looked at like Red Dead Redemption two and Skyrim? Like yeah. just all of Skyrim to this, just Skyrim has like still has a huge player base and it's eleven years old at this point. Yeah, like it- it has... well, to be fair, they release it on everything possible, including yeah. a calculator. Of course, it, it's going to sell well. It's like Resident Evil. Hey, man, 4. I love playing Skyrim on my <laughs> fucking Samsung fridge. Yeah, <laughs> don't you mean you it. don't play Doom uh, on a pregnancy <laughs> test? Uh, uh, I knew a guy back in high school. He got, I think it was either Mega Man or Doom running on a TI-83 calculator. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds believable. Yeah. Let's be honest. You could launch the space shuttle with a TI eighty three. Yeah, that thing is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Jeez, what's it called? We had um, I had a friend who built. He built this weird uh calculator from a bunch of parts from other calculators, and I was like, how he spent all day programming it. Swapping out the all the parts and everything, and it looked like an old uh, cell, like one of the first cell phones. Like it was that oh, big. Like one of those like Motorola bricks. Yeah, it, it was that big, and I'm like, my guy, you made a calculator the size of a brick. Why? He was like, oh, an old board. I'm like, you have done anything else with your time. Um. Yeah, he he was those people that can do that. That's impressive to me. Yeah. I can't do that. Those people. Well, so mm-hmm. fun fact: most of the people who have the games on their calculator <laughs> downloaded them. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't put in the programming. The people that can put the programming in, though, the people that, that are crazy enough to reprogram Dune, <laughs> or not even need to reprogram it because fuck, you can run it on. You can run it on. A Nintendo DS. <laughs> Hell, you're able to run it on a McDonald's kiosk screen. Probably. I have, I have an officially licensed Doom 2 for uh, the uh, Game Boy. Yeah. It's like uh, Doom's on everything. Resident Evil 4's on everything. It's like Skyrim for Resident Evil. I think I have like 12 copies of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> I was talking to a guy, and he's like, yeah, man, I finally picked up Skyrim. It's been so great. And I'm like, oh, what'd you get it on, like, PC, Xbox? Yeah. He's like, Switch. And I'm like, yeah, I know you have an Xbox, so go home. Refund down, that. Buy it on an Xbox. Re- uh, refund your Switch. Not even the game. Just the, <laughs> the whole <Switch>. thing. <laughs> Tell just... them you you have uh, Skyrim on there. <laughs> I don't care if you have Mario Kart. Um, yeah, my sisters were trying to get me to get a Switch, and they're like, you can get Skyrim on it, and I'm like, I have Skyrim on my Xbox, and it has mods. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't get that on the Switch, can I? 
when I bought a Switch, my brother just keeps uh, pestering me. He's like, buy mm. Animal Crossing. <laughs> I was the same I... way. <laughs> he doesn't even like the game. He just wants me to buy Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, when I bought my Switch, my my ex-girlfriend, uh, she was like, yeah, I'm getting Animal Crossing. I have it, so we'll play it. And I was like, okay, fine. We bought it. We were playing. She dumped me, and then I just destroyed her island. I just went off. I was like, oh, okay. Time to let this girl burn. Petty revenge. That's and she, I think that's Guys, part of the take reason. Note. Yeah. Guys, take note. Don't destroy in re- real life fat artifacts stuff because that can get you prison time if you destroy an animal crossing island no judge in the world is going to prosecute you and make sure you do it after you get your stuff back from them first oh yeah that's That's, what i did that's just common sense yeah don't retaliate until you have all your stuff i um (laughs) that that i think that's why i i destroyed her uh destroyed her animal crossing was because the fact i i didn't get a like let's talk message i gotta hey your stuff's out on the porch come get it we're done and i was like got my stuff and i was like it's time to make the world pay (laughs) i'm choosing violence i could be the better man annabelle just watching as you destroy the entire town (laughs) take this tom (laughs) wondering how she can help (laughs) i want to write a doom crack fic that it's a doom animal crossing crossover yeah so it's just doom guy like jumps through a portal in hell and ends up in animal crossing but he was just in hell so he just opens fire (laughs) oh have you ever listened to the uh Someone wrote a music, uh, a song. Oh, it was uh, like Doom. Chalk Eaters. Y- yeah. They wrote like a Doom uh, Animal Crossing crossover song. And it slaps. It, Eternal Horizon. Yeah, it legitimately, it's just, it hits so good. I I will jam out to it on my way to work. And, like People will give I, me strange looks. I'm like, it's either that or I'm blasting the Doom soundtrack. Well, it's so fun to just, like, if somebody's in the car with you, when that uh, <laughs> starts, they're like, what the hell is this? And, and you then the death the metal. drop. Yeah. I love, I, uh, I went to the, the gym. entire Doom soundtrack on an MP3 player, and <laughs> randomly you'll just be walking through work, and you'll just hear the Doom soundtrack playing. It's like, yeah, that, that's, that's right. When I uh, I went to the gym one time, I was listening to Doom soundtrack. I'm behind my reps here, and I'm like, "Yes, let's go!" I'm getting, I'm, this is pushing me through it. And this sweet old lady, uh, excuse me, son, uh, can you lower the music? And I look at her. I'm like, "This is the Doom 2016 soundtrack. There is no lower in it." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can. <laughs> this is the quietest setting. <laughs> I'm like I, uh, uh, the Metal Gear Rising soundtrack. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> and Bury the Light. Snake Eater comes on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love those memes. Like the guy in the car is like <laughs> the woman's on the outside banging is like shut up. I'm listening to Snake Eater. Screwing. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> that was that was peak for me. That was like the best best moment at the gym for me. Was <laughs> this is a Doom twenty sixteen soundtrack, lady? There's no lower in it. 
<laughs> it has a mind of its own. All right. So, Clonicus has been asking, so we're yeah. going to ask some of his questions. All right. <laughs> we did get we we did get that you are truly Canadian. Yep. Um, we don't know what genre. I don't. I think he's talking about writing, but we were just talking about music. So, what's your favorite music genre? <laughs> he didn't specify ri- oh, just no, because he didn't specify genre. writing. Favorite yeah, he didn't specify down there. Uh, so Both. <laughs> I, I oh, it is. Too. So, uh, favorite genre of writing is like I like a lot of action stuff, but mm-hmm. I specifically like like the darker uh, tones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that has so much more potential and usually has a, a lot better plot than kind of the more happy ones. Although those ones right. can still be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think you need you need a combination of both, and not just in the same fic. Like I love one of my guilty pleasures in life is finding the fluffiest bullshit I can <laughs> and just devouring it. Like catch you if you oh fall. my god. Yeah. I can catch you if you fall. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a couple stories out there that I have, and they're just pure and utter fluff. Like, Build-A-Bear is jealous of how much fluff these stories have. Yeah, I can every, feel that. Every time a uh, Catch You If You Fall thing came out, it was always the same gif. <laughs> just, it's so fluffy. It's so fluffy! Yeah, that was me. I started that. It was the best. That was like that was I, so that's when fun. I knew uh, Catch You If You Fall update came out. Not if Lil D posted it in. Not the if update. you got the notification that it, that yeah. it updated that I posted <laughs> in Lil D's chat on his update notification in there of it's so fluffy I'm gonna die because right, you did it like on the dot. Like, not a minute went by. I would get the notification, I would go to his channel, and I would p- upload the GIF. <laughs> because he always updated Catch You If You Fall on Saturdays. Yeah. So I was at my computer. So I had my computer <laughs> open. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> also, I am curious, what is your favorite music genre? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess it would be power metal. My favorite uh, band okay. of all time is Sabaton. And I don't know if you know them, but... I think I've heard uh, the name. name sounds familiar. Uh, they're a Swedish power metal band, and like all their songs are based off of military history. And I love that stuff. And they do such a good uh, job of like retelling the story while having an amazing song as well. Nice. And I okay. do like the classic, classic rock. All right. Dogs or cats? And there's only Dog. one right answer. Dogs. There you go, you got mm. it. Uh, I have, sorry to all uh, cat sorry to all cat owners out there, but your cat will eat you, your dog will sit next to your corpse and die. And that shows true loyalty to me. Uh, I'll always just uh, um, rib on my girlfriend mm. like, well, at least we both know that dogs are better than cats and she's a cat person. <laughs> She'll just always glare at me. Uh, my ex was a dog cat will person. defend you. Yeah, a dog will defend you from attack. A cat will watch and laugh. No, the cat mm. will show them where to hit, where the attacker, where to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it called? Yeah, my my ex was a cat person, and she was like, "Oh, look, my cat likes you, even though she hates every other person and likes to cut them." And I'm just the cat was like sleeping on my chest. I'm like, get get it off, get it off of me. 
as soon as I go over to my girlfriend's house, mm -hmm. both of her cats, which are like okay with everybody else, they'll mm -hmm. just come out of the woodworks and just like be around my feet. Yeah. I'm I think it's been scientifically proven, and this is me bullshitting to the utmost degree, that cats <laughs> are attracted to people who don't like cats. Yeah. I can see it. Wouldn't surprise me. Purely because they are genetically bred to be assholes. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced. <laughs> Dogs are not too much. Like, if you get a high maintenance dog, yeah, they can be too much, but like I can one sec. I can almost guarantee. Oh, yeah. My dog is just sitting at the bottom of our stairs <laughs> waiting for attention right now. He is not. Yeah. My dog likes yeah. to do that. He likes to just sit outside my door. No reason. No. Well, I no think people reason. are downstairs right now, so that's ah. why he's at the he's at the landing. <laughs> um, what's it called? Yeah, that that cat's just Every cat I have known has scratched me, except for my ex's cat. That cat liked me for some reason, and when they uh, put my stuff out on the porch, the cat tried jumping in the box to come with me. I so wish I took the cat. Like, it, it was a cute-looking cat. It was all black, except for one paw it was white. So I'm, I'm always... So they named it Sock. <laughs> they named it Cammy, And I was That's like... Weird. I was like... If you come with me, I'm naming you something different. <laughs> and I made a joke about it. I was like, ah, his name is Cammy, huh? What if you pronunciate it differently? Like, Kami. Uh. And they're like, <laughs> no, because her brother loved Dragon Ball. So, that was... <laughs> but they had three cats. Cammy, um, uh, Thor, and something else, I forget. I got one thing to say about that Kami <laughs> cat. <laughs> no commies allowed. No. I I do like yes, how we say cats are superior at pest control, but dogs are the superior yeah. pet. Yeah. You don't see police cats; you see police dogs. Yeah. You see cats. You see cats with hard hats, and that's it. Cats with hard hats are the only acceptable cats. Yeah. Can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Be okay. Beans uh, blew himself up, so, you know, rip beans. He's fine. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, uh, ribbing on yeah, and Big lines. Sock yeah. Cat. And Big Sock Cat blows up a bathroom every day. So what? <laughs> Brendan. Brendan's, Brendan's profile picture is Big Sock Cat now. Uh, he goes, give me, a, uh, give me a cat with a hard hat. So I give him that one. I was like, this... this I feel like entitled. I fucked with some. Mm. I fucked with somebody and had them uh, do bandal. <laughs> we, double one. <laughs> Which, if you're not, if you're not up to date on cats with hard hats, Lord, <laughs> you should be. Uh, my my uh, double tried uh, doing it the other day. Brendan took a picture of a cat and drew a cat uh, hard hat on it. I was like, damn, it looks good. I so, was like, I was doing good double management. Okay, so. Favorite superhero. What is it? Uh, I'm not really big into superheroes, to be honest. Like, I, I watched mm. the good Marvel movies, but 
I yes. never was like, oh, that one's my favorite. So it's like, they're all cool. They have their own thing. If I had to pick one, I'd just probably just say Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. And we'll throw Clowny a bone. <laughs> Thoughts on Taskmaster? I think the concept of somebody who can predict every movement you make and everything you can do mm-hmm. to be deeply terrifying like especially in context because i am more video game uh oriented <laughs> yeah. with um like dark souls bloodborne those things yeah. in those universes it's not like oh the whole world resets and uh, mm-hmm. nobody remembers like if you're just some random guy and you kill something and like okay that's the end of that mm-hmm. and the guy comes back and you kill him again and uh, again like, and again slow, yeah. and slowly over time he is able to predict everything you can do i find that deeply terrifying yeah and the and the fact that apparently he can copy voices too that's kind of terrifying yeah um i think it's a really cool character i don't know much about it other than like the the main yeah. powers um, but the fact that he can copy moves too like that that terrifies me yeah, um, I like I when I put like Dragon Ball and stuff. I I it would be terrifying to go up against someone who has the fav- who has the uh, same moves as me. Yeah. So, Clannicus, everyone's favorite machine gun f- based on a, a flying machine gun is the A10 Warthog. <laughs> Brap is just there's no question. <laughs> Do I want to see instant destruction and hear the sound? Yes. Brap. Yeah. No. The A10 Warthog is the superior flying machine gun, and literally, it is just a machine gun with wings. Hmm. Uh, if I had to pick just like any plain sound, I would per like I prefer the uh, um, Junkers eighty-seven, the Stuka. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's a good. Uh, one. I love that sound too. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, I guess off of that we can go with a uh, Gala's question: Is uh, how, if at all, do you deal with different languages? Mm, like I, I take Duolingo courses for German, but I'm nowhere near mm. proficient enough to write anything in that language so like i would love to be able to write in that like in a different language but just inherently doing so you already limit your audience so much more than english just because that's kind of the universal Mm. language and like it is it would be no matter what my second language Mm -hmm. so like i would love to write in different languages or just even have uh, snippets in different languages, but right. I would, but I would never be able to do it without Google Translate. That that's cool. I I I don't know any other languages. I it's so difficult for me to know. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's just like I I tried learning Spanish, but. I have more like the music language side of my brain. Oh uh, yeah. So like that music was the second language I could speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking G code. 
It's not really a language. It's not even really a code. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> a bastardization of coding. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I just like like Gala said like it, it's hard. Uh, it's like mu- music's difficult for some a lot of people to learn because um, there's just so many different little things to it. Yeah. All right, Clonicus has another question. Mm-hmm. I'll throw him another bone. The if you could choose one fictional character to meet and do anything you want for a day, who would it be and why? I want Bruce Wayne, and I want him to give me all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's real money, then yeah. <laughs> they use the U.S. dollar there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, it would Fine. probably. I want Midas, and I want him to <laughs> touch random things I bring him to make them gold. <laughs> there we go. I I would want Tony Stark. I would want an Iron Man suit. That way, I can just I don't have to, I can skip the car. I can get to anywhere with that. I mean, that's cool and all, but like, I'd rather be Batman rich than mm. Iron Man suit. Well, it's like, I oh can man. do without the Iron Man suit. Well, it's like, oh man, I'm going to be late for work. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. But here's the deal. You do realize the IRS would tax your ass to oblivion for that. Mm. Can't well, tax me because they can't catch me. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I got an Iron Man suit. What are they gonna do? <laughs> this is the IRS. We're here to audit. We're here to seize the suit. You're here to do what exactly? <laughs> Just starts um, laughing. Never mind. Take it. <laughs> Call dead body. Call dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would probably say something similar, just like Tony Stark and all of his money and the suit. Ooh, that mm-hmm. too. That's, I, I want. Can, yeah, I think I'll still stick with Bruce Wayne, and I yeah. just want all the Bat gadgets. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'll take a Batmobile, I'll take a Bat plane, I'll take a Bat helicopter, I'll take Bat bear, um, bear spray. Like, what about just give me it all. Shark repellent. That <laughs> yeah. too. I'll take that. I'll take the back credit card as well. Like, <laughs> never leave home without it. Never. Like, uh, I'll just take everything. Like, all right, I want everything. What? The house? The you can keep the butler, uh, the money, the gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's. Oh, they, man, I just love fly off. Think about it too. Like, if you if you ever. Uh, I have Bruce Wayne money. I can yeah. now get a pilot's license, like, and then just go flying whatever I want because I have Bruce Wayne money. Like, do, do you think uh, Iron Man had to get his pilot's license after uh, he no. told the world he was Iron Man? No, I very much doubt it. <laughs> well, it's not like he's actually flying a plane and everything is yeah, made by him. him so yeah, it's, it's not like yeah, and he's got like he way more land. control than a plane Good too. Point. So yeah, it's like a landing strip for him. He can just like, oh, time to go to Jimmy's birthday. <laughs> yeah, why? Why does he give a helicopter? Dude, that's right, dude. 
Dude, you would make so much fucking money doing kids' birthday oh, yeah. parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my rates. Uh, it's a bit expensive, but, you know, fuel. <laughs> no, there's no fuel. You have yeah. the freaking arc reactor. Oh, like, you don't, you don't need fuel. You're literally the pure fuel. profits yeah. because you, you fly off. And you fly there. You're doing like six birthday parties a day. You like shoot a few pulse beams out, like pew pew pew, yeah, have and like release a bunch of uh, balloons, and you can shoot them. Yeah, you can shoot them out of the sky. The kids go wild. You go. All right, it's been great. Clear the area, and the parents run up, grab the kids, pull them back, and you just fly sure. off. It's the most epic birthday party ever. Now, like, now adults I would. That I would oh yeah. Food of their front lawn so. <laughs> yeah uh do you have uh pavement <laughs> did you uh did you sign the waiver um the waiver i sent you an email with the waiver i'm sorry i have to leave what <laughs> I... <laughs> i'm suing you for the lawn you signed the waiver <laughs> <laughs> listen it's just a little patch it's just a little patch of dead grass which is the entire lawn <laughs> <laughs> just scorch marks the yeah. entire thing is burning I think the best part too would be the uh, <laughs> I would probably be making the laser shooting sounds in my head and like <laughs> yeah that's all you hear is the I, I, I love like whenever they do interviews with Star Wars actors oh, yeah. because every time they talk about it there's like you and McGregor <laughs> The editing people hate us because they have to edit out everybody going <laughs> <laughs> the lightsaber or sounds. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> uh, that was oh, God, I love it. That would be that would be me. Well, we're putting in the lightsaber sounds. You don't have to make them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I would love to see a Star Wars edit where they just left that in. <laughs> that would I Anakin Obi Wan fight poorly voice acted too like I <laughs> they uh I think that would make the last three films so much better. Nothing saves them though. <laughs> Nothing saves them. I think it would make them funnier, but I I don't even think it can make the second movie fun. Yeah, the second one the of the trilogy. Yeah, eighth. I Last can't. Jedi. Yeah, I, I don't even think the Last Jedi could be made funnier. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just a tragedy. That that final, that big fight scene between uh with Rey and Kylo against the uh guardsmen. <laughs> like, oh, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. First time watching it, you're like, this is epic. It's... Second time watching it, you're like. Oh. They walked out, both of them, without a scratch. Yeah. Like, these are elite <laughs> fighters. Ray has, the, like, 15 the, minutes of training. Yeah. Like, I get that one guy Kylo Ben. Yeah. She swang the saber a couple times. That's not training. Yeah. <laughs> like, 15 minutes. Like, she got through her warm-up exercises, and she, that was it. She turned it on. And she failed at that. She chopped through the rock. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, um, we've got a failed Jedi apprentice, and we've got a failed another failed Jedi person. apprentice thing. <laughs> like, we, we got a, a depressed emo and uh, an orphan. Mary Sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen Shadowversity's breakdown of that scene? No. He goes frame by frame of it, and he like he's like really competitive into Hema, which is like actual mm. sword. Yeah. And just destroys it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's the 
it, to watch. They well, you see I, the one guy just falls over at one point. No, nothing hit him. Well, what about the vanishing weapon? Oh yeah, it's so bad. It was such. Oh. Like, it had so much potential. That's the sequel trilogy did like, and they if did they Finn. Dirty. Oh, he was. Oh, I was like, God. okay, first they movie, him so yeah. dirty. Like, like, could you just like the transformation from a heartless, soulless stormtrooper to a Jedi out to protect the world instead of destroy it would have been, been so good, like <sighs> so good, and they wasted it mm. for the comedic relief who wasn't funny. Yeah. They could have they could have made Finn's like stormtrooper screen time a little bit longer. Yeah, like it, it kind of like, like his whole thing was like he was so freaked out about killing. Yeah, ten minutes later when he's <laughs> blasting, out, oh, he's blowing up his friends. Yeah, he's like blasting. those are his brothers. Like, yeah, you read anything about like soldiers and stuff like like they. They don't. They see each other as brothers, and especially ones that have been raised since kids. That is their only family that they've ever known. Like, and he's just blasting away like her, her, her. I don't know you folks. Like, ha, ha, ha. It's like no. He would be like trying to minimize damage, and the stormtroopers as well would be like, oh shit, that's whatever his (laughs) numbers are. Two, two, five, seven. That's FF. Two five seven, like that's FN. Like, you can't <laughs> shoot at him. Like, I've known the dude since we were kidnapped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's there's just that that scene, and then like we see him like cheering too after he just killed all these people. Like innocence. Like, yeah. granted, they have blood on their hands, but they were indoctrinated and brainwashed. It's literally, like, just child soldiers. Have you ever seen? They were the, literally uh, child soldiers who made it to adulthood. You ever seen the yeah. meme? Is like uh, the first three movies. Uh, Luke Skywalker is just a terrorist because he blew up a oh yeah, and na- governmental. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen the joke that it's a insurance six, scam? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy who blew it up was literally Vader's son. Like, it's just totally an insurance scam. Nothing beats the robot chicken when uh, one is like, wait, 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 they blew up the Death Star? Well, how do they do that? Like, what do you mean there's a hole in it? Well, where are you now? You're, you're flying around in space the last five days? Oh, God, you must smell like rotten milk and dirty old cheese. Oh, what, what, what the hell's an aluminum falcon? <laughs> like, oh, that that cracks me up. <laughs> I I love uh, the the uh, short animation that YouTube channel Dorkly did, mm. and it's just like the designer of it trying to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. Like this random farm boy named uh, Luke Skywalker, son of Anakin Skywalker, who disappeared the exact same day that Vader showed up. He flew down a trench, shot two torpedoes down something that the computer said was impossible, and the torpedoes took a 90-degree turn two <laughs> yeah. kilometers straight down to hit the core. And it's an exhaust port. It pushes things out. Ow. Yeah, that, that was another thing. I s- that one. Okay, have you guys seen Top Gun Maverick? I have uh, not, unfortunately, have a chance. Damn it. Okay, never mind. I, I will I not. Haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay, so FYI, 
No, not really. Um, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is just um, episode four. Mm-hmm. Except the objective they have to hit is three meters, not yeah. two. That's no bigger than a beast rat. No beast swamp rat. <laughs> new, ah. new Star Wars fake idea. Thank you, Cloudicus. Cloudicus has posted the meme we're talking about in podcast discussion. Mm. The insurance scam one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I appreciate you, Cloudicus. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's just that that's one of the ones where I was just like... Yeah, but you know what there's no not memes of? Except mm. for making fun of it. The sequel trilogy has mm-hmm. no memes like it's an insurance fraud. It, it has because they're yeah. so bad. The, like a couple of the memes are from like the Lego games. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like the prequel memers made that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga saga because of one scene in Episode One when Darth Maul shows up in Tatooine. And Qui Gon pulls out his lightsaber. Jar Jar pulls out a fish, and he says, "Ah, Goopa fish." Made my day. It made me like Jar Jar Binks just a little more. I hated uh, Jar. I, I hate him with a passion. That was the one scene that brought him to my liking. Jar Jar is a Sith Lord, so <laughs> I'll always love uh, the old uh, Lego bit where, like, it's. Uh, Darth Maul opens the door, yeah. and then it cuts to them, and they're all hiding behind Padme. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I saw this one. Someone was like, man, how funny it would have been when he, if he opened the door and it just closes right back. <laughs> I was like, that would have been a great to have in the Lego games. They they are good. They have good content <laughs> for, like, especially the old just ones. Pounding on the button. Yeah. Like, they didn't need to say a single word of dialogue for that game to be good. <laughs> Yeah. They don't um, like all of the Lego games are just so good because they don't take themselves seriously. It's like so charming. <laughs> they're just they're just video games at their purest really? point. It's just for just to play them. It's yeah. just to play through the movies that you loved. Like and like like even though that they can't uh, transferred over one to one, like the handheld games, they're also extremely fantastic. Oh yeah, the DS. They feel one. exactly. They feel exactly like uh, they would on the console screen, stuff, yeah. yeah, on the console. But yeah, like there's just some good episode, ones. Episode just... one, like they're running through the desert and Anakin's falling behind, and for no reason, Maul he doesn't know anything about Anakin. He just decides to run him over and miss. Yeah, I. Um, you know how much? You know how many headaches that would have saved if he actually killed Anakin <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> like, oh well, shit. Well, uh, fuck. I guess he wasn't the chosen one. Yeah. Well, we still got the hyperdrive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have taken sneeze. Oh, I love, I love the other thing too. In the Lego games, the hyperdrive to fix it, it just cuts to Obi Wan at one point in the complete saga. He just hits it with a wrench, oh. and, and that apparently, that was apparently how they installed it. The thing sparking hits it once. Yeah, and it works. Um, Classic video game logic: hit it with yeah. a blowtorch, and that fixes it. Yeah. <laughs> If you uh, shoot the crate, it will break the crate. Shoot the barrel, it will explode. Oh, yeah. 
makes me terrified of red barrels. <laughs> Could it blow um, up? Why? <laughs> it's a red barrel, one stray shot, and that <laughs> thing's gonna go off like a small bomb. You do know there's just uh, it's empty, right? Nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is that a propane tank? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> we gotta move. He's a chicken. He's a chicken. Been playing way too much modded Skyrim recently. <laughs> oh shit. Any oh. Legend of Zelda player will know not to hit the chickens. <laughs> Any Skyrim player knows not to hit the chickens. C CSGO players has to shoot it. <laughs> they literally have a, a, a trophy in the game. It's like uh, it's like MVP killed most chickens. One of the matches, like, Dude, why? Skyrim literally tracks how many bunnies you kill. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need stupid game tracks like that. That's yeah. oh yeah. I also appreciate games that track your kills. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's really it. Most of the, a lot of stuff we've really gone over. I mean, nothing crazy. But, um, is there any questions that you can think of, Canadian, that you've been asked that we didn't ask yet? Uh, we, that we uh, not really. Um, mm. Oh, there's a couple more from Gala. Oh. Um, I do like Canada. It's pretty nice up here when you aren't frozen. <laughs> but so uh, for four months out of the year, uh, three maybe. <laughs> three, dude, dude. That's one third of the year. Two thirds yeah. of the year, you're you're in literal frozen hell. That's not good odds. <laughs> Yeah, Never but... tell me the odds. <laughs> Essentially. Um, and, like, how do I describe music in my stories? I don't generally uh, write about music in stories. I find that uh, those who just, like, copy-paste song mm -hmm. lyrics into a story is kind of like a lazy addition. And That is the laziest way to up your word count. Oh, and yeah. the cringiest. It is the cringiest thing. Mm. Especially when it's just like the entire song as one big block and then it's just um, reacting. Okay, yeah. I saw one good thing. I can't remember what fic it was, but they specifically put in the lyrics between a bloody fight scene so it was for a comedic thing like Deadpool style. Mm. And I was like, okay, like this, this is a good addition. Like... And and they literally put in an author's note, start song here, <laughs> as if they had it going through. And I think they typed it out. And I was like, this, this is impressive. Like, yeah, if you read fast enough, you get you or slow enough, you hit all of the key. Like right when you start reading the lyrics, the lyrics start playing. And it's just I <clears throat> I've done that once where I posted song lyrics into a story. But because I had characters reacting to each of the lyrics. Yeah. Of the words being said, but I also didn't post the whole song. I didn't put the whole song, and I don't yeah. care about word count. Like, I'm one of those I, people I, that I don't care. I generally only care about word count when I'm writing, just uh, like on a sense, like okay, I want it to be this long, so it's like actually mm. worthwhile. 
for my for the ends I will of my say arcs. I will judge a story by its word count. Yeah. Because if you have a fifteen chapter story and you are sub fifteen thousand words, oh. I'm oh, not yeah. reading it. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. It's, like it has to be at least like fifteen. Condense your fucking chapters at that point. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like uh what is it called? Like if it, I see a, a I would... thirty two chapters and unless like you tell me it's a collection of one shots. Yeah. Or like store like drabbles or story ideas. I'm probably yeah. like even then I don't I don't really care for people that post their story ideas because at that, you're just posting your ideas. Yeah, like at that, just kind of fishing. Hey, if anybody yeah. wants to do this, but not yeah. me. Just um, at that point, just uh, put it on Discord. <laughs> get it, get a server and just make it a channel. Yeah. So. <coughs> uh, well, uh, why did I? Why did I decide to write Clanicus? Um, at the time, it was just like there wasn't a lot in that specific. Um, uh, fandom mm. er- area and i thought i could put my own spin on it and hopefully expand the community mm. and uh, it was like really strange going from like the very beginning to like oh i'm actually getting popular in the series to at one point i was the second rated one in the entire community and people and people were like look like asking me for advice on things when (laughs) i'm not even out of high school and so just yeah (laughs) it's like uh i mean i'll give you advice but it's not that great (laughs) yeah um yeah that's 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 a big thing i think that's like of authors who start like they start in high school yeah. So it's like you're just bored. like what else do you have to yeah. do? You're bored. Oh, you don't do after school stuff. Well, even if you do, you're probably still bored. Might as well write. Yeah. Um. That that's kind of the reason why I have uh, like so uh, so few updates now mm. is because I just don't have a lot of time. Right. And how I write is like I can't just uh, sit down like, and do oh, it. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, no, like, I'm on break. Oh, I can't. I'll just uh, type a couple hundred words here. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. If I'm going to write, I'm sitting down for a couple hours right. and I'm writing the chapter. Yeah, it's not like so, you're just adding little things here and there until you have the chapter. Because, like, when I sit down, I can make adjustments how I want. Mm-hmm. I can plan out how I do it and I can kind of tweak everything to how i like it right if i'm just sitting down and writing a couple hundred then that's less one continuous chapter and a bunch of little bits that i have to try and connect mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah. well uh we're reaching our stopping point now um so this is going to be the end of this episode so thank you canadian uh for being with us uh, you're welcome yeah, that was a great, fun. yeah, huge, uh, huge thing. Hopefully, we can get you again. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. And uh, hopefully, you've updated a couple of your <laughs> stories. Hopefully, remnants still praying. Um, but subtle bullying, <laughs> subtle bullying. I'll just DM have you silver. about it. That, that's literally why we have. I keep yeah. silver around. Like <laughs> I, I use him to bully authors for me, so I don't look yeah. like a dick. Well, I remember um, when I first joined, uh, um, 
like a I couple think, people were like yeah. oh yeah it's great to have you on and the silver's just like i love your work like, i need you to i think that was like i was like waiting because i'm like let me wait for some people to say something and then i will say something so you can jump in wait <laughs> 15 minutes and then i will start like, the bullying <laughs> and then beats joined in or uh someone else joined in out that was like on the server a lot and i'm like yes it's not just me <laughs> so, but yeah so uh definitely uh definitely hope to have you on again this is a great episode um and uh other than that i don't have a prompt for end of the episode uh today i do oh okay we'll go with bailey's all right post your favorite real book one that you've read recently within the last year that you haven't reread a new book to you Post your favorite one in podcast question, in podcast discussion. Okay. Well, there you guys have it. Definitely do that. Uh, post your favorite uh, books that you have re- read recently. and uh, For the first time. First time only. I don't want to hear that you put Harry Potter in there. <laughs> like, unless you read it for the first time, which is good for you. Yeah. Still. Um, I still haven't finished reading them all. <laughs> you should. The fan fiction is fantastic. The books are decent. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you on the uh, next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.